You're listening to the Fuck Yeah Nation Network. Hey everybody, this episode of Robert Land has been brought to you by the Big Bro Little Bro Podcast, where the big bro gives advice to his little bro. Trust me, this line is guaranteed to get you into them panties. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm gay, uh, so I'd like to be, I'd like someone to try to turn me, and you would be perfect. Wow, you're so smart. Theme Park Memories. Hey, what's up, fool? Robert Land, hey, dog. Hey, what's up? It's uh, fucking Jaime, dog. Um, hey, I know you're doing that, um, uh, como se dice, uh, uh, memories from fucking, uh, the amusement parks and shit. Uh, like that song, eh? Like that song, uh, Memories from El Monte. You know, like that. Um, but hey, I got I got a good one for you, dog. Um, my primo gave me some uh, tickets one time. They, he he gets these uh he gets these vouchers and he makes like copies of like Kinkos and shit. And uh, we weren't sure if they were gonna work, dog, but but they worked. I got me and my six kids in, plus my Heina and my primo. You know. It's crazy, dog. Uh, don't let anybody in. But uh, we, you know, of course, you know me. I gotta be uh, pounding in the parking lot. You know, it's fucking beer's expensive in there and shit. So we're pounding in the parking lot. Me and my primo, a few uh, cobras and shit. We walk in and uh, hey, you ever notice that uh, they got the peanuts gang? Like, you know, I come from. I come from my gang, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say that on a podcast and shit, but, you know, got a few people after me, but, uh, they got the Peanuts gang, and, uh, hey, that, that Haina Lucy, hey, she looks fine, eh, she reminds me of this, this, this Haina I went to high school with that used to fuck, bro, uh, Lucero, yeah, dog, anyway, um, so I don't know if it was the alcohol or what, but, like, something in my mind, snapped, bro, and I saw Snoopy, and Snoopy is, you know, a rata, so, uh, I know a Snoopy, and he, he's a big rata, ratting me out and shit, so, I see Snoopy, and I'm all bad, so I walk just straight over there, and I, and I just give that fool an uppercut, and, uh, Snoopy's head flies off, goes into this crowd of kids, and they're all tossing it around, they're like, oh, shit, Snoopy, his head fell off, and all the kids, kids crying and shit, and, um, I thought I was gonna get in trouble, you know, just like that time I was at Disneyland, but, uh, what I noticed was the guy in the suit, that fool was my homie Casper, I was like, oh shit, hey, Casper, and, uh, so everything worked out, but, uh, Casper got fired and shit, but, uh, you know, he's, uh, collecting unemployment now, but, uh, you know, we still homies, anyway, I'll talk to you later, dog, hey, thanks for letting me use this, uh, leave a message. Uh, we'll talk soon. We'll uh, smoke a bloody shit. All right, all right. Peace. Theme park memories. Hi, welcome to Robert Land. That's right, your favorite not safe for work comedy theme park podcast. And I'm your host, Robert Thompson, comedian, musician. Theme park phenologist out of dude. What is up, everybody? How you guys doing? Man, hey guys, this is exciting. We're here. It's uh, uh, a real uh, treat to have you guys, as always. Um, this episode is kind of a lost episode. We had done it um, in February of uh, 2021, and uh, it was with 
our dude James Demon and uh, Angelus Bailey. Uh, they'd made a film about uh, doing comedy during the pandemic. Um, you know, and I know some of you may uh, may be like, wait, why why would you be doing comedy during the pandemic? Um, and and everyone's gonna have an opinion on that. And uh, I thought, you know, James hit me up and he, he wanted to be on the show and talk about it. And I, and I was curious about it, you know. And I um I think uh, you know when you find out when you hear from them and uh, you know it's it was one of those things where uh, you know people move from across the country to do stand up comedy. People change their whole lives. They 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 devote everything to that. And then having like we all had that rug pulled from under us. And uh, you know it's very interesting to hear how these guys would do it um and when you hear them talk about it you know that their intention you know was to sort of just have a collective of guys trying to keep their creativity going and i don't think it was necessarily you know they're not out there trying to to hurt each other uh as they say it was like kind of your discretion um so i'm i'm all up for for hearing uh hearing about it because it was it was fascinating and and we we talk about it and uh what it was like you know to, to be performing and then have it the the plug pulled and have all that stuff and um yeah so we get all into it um and uh you know it's a good it's it's a it's it was a crazy time when they did it and um i'm very glad that the vaccine is out there and things are getting better we can finally get on them very germy, uh, disgusting theme park rides <laughs> again, and uh, lick the toilet seats very soon. No, I don't know. But either way, uh, I'm glad that you guys are here. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we can get this episode finally out to you. Um, I postponed it for a bit because, um, you know, it, it had uh, our buddy Ryan D. Uh, and Ryan D., um, you know, passed away. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm glad that we have some of this, this footage. It's very precious footage of our boy. And, uh, you know, so we can enjoy uh, some, some more, uh, more time here with uh, Ryan D. on the show. Um, we have a couple other episodes with him that we'll be putting out uh, eventually uh, that are hilarious. And, uh, but, yeah, before we get to James Demon and Angelus, we're going to uh, go to my favorite segment, your favorite segment, uh, Theme Park Memory with Zach Hillman. And then uh, me and Roscoe Soul Train are going to do a little theme park trivia. I'm going to freaking get his ass, dude. <laughs> So enjoy a theme park memory minute with Zach Hillman and then a theme park trivia with me and Ross. And there you go, dude. Enjoy. All right, guys, I'm excited here. We're going to go to our favorite thing in the world, and that is trivia. Pussy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hard cock. Well, I don't care what you prefer. I just hope that you guys. Non-binary flaps. Yeah, dude. Wait, no, but they have genitals that belong to other people. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know, dude. Either way, it's cool. Whatever you choose to do, uh, I'm just excited because you're going to learn something right now. And uh, it's about some theme park trivia. So I thought I would try to stump old oh. Roscoe here with some questions. I thought we were going to learn something about us. Oh. Uh, we're gay. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What's that show, uh, This Is Us? Oh, yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, I think it's like a Denny. It's like brought to you by the Denny's menu, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's what I've there's heard like, at least. There's all sorts of people yeah. on the show. Moons over Miami is the star, I, from what I've heard. I thought that was like a sex position. No, that's the star of This Is Us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Duh, dude. Well, fudge brownies, man. I'm excited. All right, we're going to start with the first question here. All right. All right. How many times has Disney World closed its gates? A, once. 
B, three times, C, five times, or D, seven times? Well, that's a tough one. Okay, so so I'm going to say that because of hurricanes or like tropical storms, uh, things like that nature, I'm going to say, I don't know the answer to this, but my guess would be seven times. Well, man, you are not close at all, but Fuck. you are. Uh, in, B, in Florida... Walt Disney World has closed its gate only seven times. Seven times. I, I said seven times. Oh, wait. Oh, oops. Duh. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I'm All right. Sorry. I'm cool, wrong. cool. Yeah, Woo! you're right, dude. So, yeah, in Florida, Walt Disney World has closed its gate only seven times. Hell yeah. The Disney parks went nearly 28 years without an unscheduled closure until Hurricane Floyd came barreling down in 1999. The parks are also were closed during the wake of September 11th terrorist attacks and, of course, a few months, you know, in the pandemic. But uh, Epstein and, and Michael Jackson, uh, <laughs> or worst of all, John Stan was getting married. Those yeah. are the other times that it's been closed. Okay, cool. Yeah. Jo oh. They really closed it when John Stamos got married? No, I'm just kidding. He's not gotten married, I don't think. I think he's a bachelor. John Stamos? I think so. Yeah, well, that makes sense because we've been gay with him. Yes, so <laughs> there you go. I mean, you can still get married and be gay. I mean, come on. It's way past 2008, dog. Yeah. But um, speaking we're of... Ma we're married to John Stamos. How did I forget that they closed oh, down dude. Disney World for us when we married John Stamos? Yeah, we're, dude, what happened, man? Is that, it's all that uh, DMT that yes. you've been doing. Um, all right, so what is the biggest amusement park in the world? A, Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida. B, Dubai Land in D Dubai. C, Universal Studios Orlando. Shit. Well... I think that because of the scale of what they wanted Dubai Land to be originally, because uh, I know a little bit about something, um, I think that they're. I'm going to say that it was Dubai Land, just specific. specific I'm sure it didn't ever go to that scale, but I'm going to say that the the land that it encompasses would be the. Uh, yeah, Dubai Land. That's going to be the one. Well, my friend, you are almost right, and you are wrong. It is Walt Disney World. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Walt Disney World is fifteen thousand uh, eight hectares. I bet. You, I, I'm surprised that Dubai Land didn't go like one step further. Yeah, that's true. I know because they're always kind of comp competing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But bigger, better. Yeah, yeah, bigger, better. Um, that sounds like some Armenian guy. That's my neighbor. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Man, I love Glendale, and I love, well, Eagle Rock is a fun place. Um, they need to make Eagle Rock land uh, pretty soon. It's just meth and uh, no, uh, no. It's just good coffee and a nice haircut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love, I love, I love everything that's in Eagle Rock, including yourself, man. Uh, but if there's uh, okay, so uh, this this is a this is not uh, this is something that you just answer. What's like your ideal uh, theme park ride that hasn't been invented yet, Ross? <laughs> the one where you get fucked in the ass by a rhino. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, the one dude, that right sounds there. awesome, dude. Yeah, just <laughs> getting the horn. Right, just right uh, in the bubble. The, okay, so that's kind of a cool question. Um, let's see. The ride that hasn't been invented yet? Man. Now that I'm on the spot, it's a difficult one to say. Um, God, it's pretty crazy. I don't know. I just like a lot of animatronics. That's like what I really like in rides. Is audio animatronics and... I was just know, an animatronic just, rhino. Uh, there you go. Yeah, fucking you in the yeah, ass. Yeah, um, yeah. Just something that's got a lot of animatronics and um, I don't know. Just something that's, I don't know. I just like the well-themed stuff. Immersive experiences, good smells. What about like educational um, rides where you learn like the metric system? 
oh, so like what Epcot used to be? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. No. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, well, I love that, dude. Well, guys, you heard it here first. Rhino Land coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Take take the horn. Yeah, and grab uh, it. Grab it. Yeah, Both yeah, hands. Yeah. <laughs> but guys, this has been a very fun theme park quiz with uh, Roscoe Soul Train. All right. Welcome to another Theme Park Minute with Zach Hillman. One of the odder Walt Disney World facts is how many people wish to have their ashes scattered around the park. It's such a common phenomenon that Disney World has cleaning protocols in place and employees designated to this specific task. And they are, by far, the most magical hazmat squad on Earth. And now, here I am, with me, James Zeman, Angels Bailey, and Ryan D. Okay. All righty. What's up, everybody? Man, I'm excited to have uh, these two on the program today. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's been it's been a minute trying to get this together. And, uh, you know, just like the spirit of your documentary, we made it happen. You know, despite whatever was going on, we made this shit happen. So it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, Angelus Bailey and uh, Mr. James Demon in the building via StreamYard, a Zoom knockoff. What's up, guys? How you doing? <laughs> Yeah. Fantastic. Good, yeah. good. Heck Thank yeah. you for having us. That's awesome, man. This is a great setup. We're, we're stoked to be part of it. So it's just well, uh, excited to be able to t- tell anybody we can about this documentary we've been working on. So that's yeah, it's awesome. it's awesome, man. And, 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 you know, I grew up like, you know, being in goofy punk rock bands. I did public access television. And, um, you know, the way I look at like documentaries, it's like it really is always kind of do it yourself. And especially like, what you guys are doing like during all this craziness it's just i'm really excited to talk about that and um you know it's it's yeah i have so many questions and i'm sure there's so many stories but um i mean obviously this show it's a theme park comedy pod so we talk about everything we talk about life we talk about uh comedy theme parks everything in, in between uh you know i i fancy myself as a, a big film buff you know i'm wearing a, a, a david lynch shirt for all my uh, pretentious followers um you know with uh dennis hopper um from one of my favorite films blue velvet so i'm a big i'm a big nut with with movies and people that kind of take chances it's always very interesting and um, i feel like you guys really took a chance doing this this documentary so i want to you know talk about that but uh so real quick though um i know james we've had james on the show before he 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 rose some hell, <laughs> um, and you know, obviously, you guys. Uh, so you're from Ohio, uh, James. We talk about Cedar, what Cedar Point, Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland, yes. Uh, to to be specific, Cleveland, Ohio, up in the building, uh, and then uh, in Angeles. I don't know much about you, so I'd love to to ask um, where where'd you grow up? Um, I, I grew up uh, in Salt Lake City. Utah, probably till about seventh grade, and then uh, we moved out to uh, a little bit, be a little bit closer to family uh, outside of Chicago, uh, and outside of Milwaukee. Was in it's still in Wisconsin, but uh, kind of like Wisconsin Illinois border. And then uh, went to school in Chicago, uh, down at Columbia, and then uh, kind of grew up in uh, you know once I was out of school, kind of you know became an adult in Milwaukee, and and then. Uh, I've been out here off and on since about 03, so I've been in LA since about a solid since about 08, 07, 08, something like that. Gotcha. And, so you, yeah. and yeah. you, 
you said you're Polish, which uh, I am. I also have some Polish in me, which makes total sense. You'd be in the state of Illinois, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've always, <laughs> yeah, I, I've always wanted to uh, spend more time out there. And um, you know, I I'm curious though, because you know, growing up in Southern California. Uh, you know, Hollywood is an hour away. Although growing up, it felt like it was a million miles away. Like, did you grow up wanting to be like a filmmaker? Is that something you've always wanted to do? Um, yeah, I was always I was always an artist. So I just loved drawing Good. and loved making art and just anything. Love flip books, love animation, and it, it's just uh, yeah. I think the kind of just natural progression was just being a designer. And I, you know, I, I DJed for years, and we would I'd make flyers for that, and then. Uh, We'd make films, and I'd do music videos, and I'd kind of start shooting friends' music videos, and then it would just, uh, I, I AD'd on a lot of stuff with that when I first moved out here, so I, I did oh. a, ton of, uh, a ton of short films uh, for um, some good award festival stuff uh, when I got out here, and then um, I got, uh, started working for Agency Life, and then just started doing a com- bunch of commercial work, and um yeah, I made an art film in 2017 that went to, uh, that was for IFS uh, Film Festival. It was kind of some nerd, uh, like kind of Lars von Trieri, more fringy. Uh, oh, LA nice. Film Festival, kind of some, some, some pretty good nerd stuff. They filmed it, um, debuted in Bev Hills up in the music box. Like it was legit, had a, you know, had a legit opening and everything. And, um, awesome. Over at the Lemley. And then, uh, yeah, and a bunch of other stuff. I've done a bunch of fun comedy uh, of AD and, and I helped film a bunch of fun comedy stuff uh, that's gone off the festival. But this, I think this documentary was really um, inspired. You know, James really kind of, he, you were already doing a lot of the, um, out doing a lot of the shows or whatever. So it was, it was really low maintenance for, for me to see him on Instagram and see him just like doing these, like being on a rooftop or being at the beach or being wherever. And I'm like, where are, where are you? Where is it? You know, what's happening here? What are we doing? And, uh, and, and then, you know, you immediately were like, what are you doing? You should come film this. Let's, let's make a film. And that was, you know, and I'm, I'm like, well, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, let me at least come with the camera and I'll do a couple interviews and we'll maybe put something up on YouTube. And it just kind of, um, we did two or three of them and we ended up having probably like 20, 25 comics, something like that right off the bat. So it was just, it was like right off the bat, we were like, all right, well then this just got bigger than we had planned and maybe we can make it into a festival short or something. And by the time we were even saying that, it was, we were already at like maybe 40 or 50 comics. And then I went up north and worked on some, some other uh, shoots and, and, and such. And it turned into um, uh, probably like 75. And since I've been back, we've probably hit over 100 comics now. And it's just, it's a film. Like there's just- That's awesome. There's not, I'm like, that's it. It's huge. It's like, I'm like, we're, we're whittling down through like three and a half hours worth of solid footage that we find not only funny, but completely interesting and entertaining and like, and exciting. And we're still having a whittle like two hours off of that and make it something that's going to be, you know, yes. the, the editing mean, part. make a three hour documentary epic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the editing, I mean, you know, I, I've, I've dabbled in a little filmmaking myself. Like the editing process is always the hardest because it's like, you got to fucking figure out what you're going to keep and what, you know what I mean? Like, there's probably some great stuff, but it's like, you, you, because documentary filmmaking, you have to, you still, you still have like a narrative, right? Like, so. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, ours is going to have an unspoken narrative, so there there won't be a literal narrative. There won't be narration over the film, but we sure. will have a story that you can follow and piece together through the interviews as you watch. Got it. That's awesome, yeah. man. And it's very you know interesting because like there's so many different thoughts probably on like just the because obviously last year was a total diarrhea poo poo fart mcgillicuddy <laughs> but it, you know you it was a life-changing year and so um you know i think doing like keeping things going and stuff it's interesting people want to hear about this sh- like they want to hear about the like cd sort of back room i mean not that it's cd but just like they want to hear about like prohibition. They want to hear about, and for a minute, stand up yeah. was illegal. It was like Pretty you much. couldn't do it anywhere. I mean, but I mean, just like you said, uh, you know, previously, like that, it was you. You would do a show, and then a week later, it would be gone. What was it like at the beginning, uh, James, when you were like hitting the mics and stuff? Was it just like I, it was exciting? It yeah. was very exciting. There was the feeling of we're not supposed to be here. It was very punk rock. Um, One of the ways I explained it before was when the lockdown first happened, it's not like we had to come together as comedians and decide how are we going to do this because we were already doing it ourselves anyways. So we just continued doing what we were doing. We just found new locations to do it. We all know how to produce shows. We all know how to produce open mics because comedians are very DIY. But then there was an element of, we were told to stop, but we didn't. That's over now. Everyone's doing it now because it's been, there's a general feeling that the ones who first started doing it, when we were doing it when it was wrong, that feeling has changed to, oh, it's acceptable now because it's been happening for so long. Yeah. Since lockdown was lifted and then put back up, during the second lockdown, nobody really paid attention to that. There's a few that there's a few people who I've come across who are still locked in their houses and have been for a year or more. Or no, just a year. Yeah. I'd say it would be now. It would be a year now, yes. They've been locked in their houses. A year. I I haven't I haven't been on stage in a year, pretty much, yeah. I mean, well, there's people who haven't even left their house. Yeah, yeah, I've met people who haven't even left their house. Yeah, there's those. Yeah, those are my those are my friends on my other podcast who refuse to visit me, even though they're <laughs> driving past my house. It's just like, <laughs> well, I think like you know the 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 thing is like, it's not like when you're out there. It's not like you're intentionally. You're you're, you're just you know okay. The this whole time there has been some form of entertainment like continuously happening it's funny because i remember at the beginning when people were doing the out you were doing it outside it's like what you know if you want to partake if you want to go to the show that's that's your like option but people were eating outside at the time people were going to like big comics i mean the, the funny thing is is people have been performing this whole time and no one will give the you know Burt Kreischer's or yeah. all these big comics, they'll be at the Magic Castle. They didn't get the flack that you got, you know, that you would get because, especially the LA comedy scene, I don't know how many people would be like, like threatening people that would go or like just getting really hyper. But then, you know, I, I could name a couple of LA comics that had shows inside their house. No one said anything to them. And I know you know what I'm talking about, but it's like, it's kind of funny how that works. But it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's weird that like just because. You know we're on a smaller scale like it's like 
pe- people just want to just you know berate you for for you know not following their rules but it's like celebrity just gives you a fucking pass i guess you know yeah i mean i get i get it i get I some think, i think it was i think you guys i think it was across the board perfectly yeah. honest i mean uh, from top to bottom going through all of these cities everybody had that piece where it was there were two camps of of, of comedians everybody had that piece where you had literally you had people that were doing shows and then you had other comedians that were snitching on other people doing shows to health boards like these were happening in lar- in the largest town in the you know in LA here and these were happening in, in the smallest towns as well like across the board I hands down like you had these two very like polar opposite camps of people of thinking about uh, you know about the way of the way that these shows should be happening or or not happening and it was it, that like it was i'm like don't not to not feel special but literally it was so wild to like when you go through and you interview these people it would be like these the exact same issues that you were coming into between two comedians or two two campus comedians that you would see on a larger scale and in, in la you'd see we saw multiple circles of that you know you're seeing it in like three or four different groups where that's kind of you'll see odd dynamics that happen and then San Diego was a whole nother mess. So yeah, yeah. No, I think it's really it was wild to see. It was it was wild to see just people being really full polar opposite as, as far as their you know, beliefs and as far as how far they wanted to go with what they felt was comfortable and what they felt that other people should feel uh, comfortable. It's uh it's a, just a uh, new uh, redux version of McCarthyism. Yeah. You know, people <laughs> think they're being heroes by tattling, you know. Yeah. And uh, as time has shown, uh, there wasn't a wild spread of COVID outbreak amongst the underground. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Yeah. It's not like we were going to these places to film and then all of a sudden we'd hear that everyone's getting sick. That wasn't happening. So we just, as comedians, we just kept performing. Because if we... If we had felt that it was that deadly and we were watching our peers get sick and die, then we would have stopped. But that wasn't happening. Yeah. yeah. We were just seeing life continue as usual. Right. So neither- more, yeah, if, I would be more like if they were like, here's an here's an EBT card for snacks that is good for 500 bucks every time you snitch on a comedian. I would be like, fuck, man, I'd have like 10K. <laughs> I'd be eating like a king. Oh, <laughs> I, I got to say, the EBT really came through this uh, <laughs> this, this quarantine. Cheers. Cheers, oh, yeah. Cheers, dude. Yeah. Uh, actually, wait, can, can you get that on camera for, uh, for James? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, where's that thing? Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's um, not in the reverse either, too. Sometimes you'll get it with the, the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. No, these are actually pretty good <laughs> webcams here. So yeah, I'm like, which version of you am I seeing? Is it the, <laughs> the mirror alt version of everything yeah. right now? So. Um, but so neither of you actually caught COVID, no? No. 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 I've, I've had seven tests so far, and I probably made out with another three chicks. Yeah. Like I mean, that's that was. I mean, I, I must. I should have had it so many times if we're talking about you know hooking up and stuff. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how. Well, they tested right away, and to be fair, it was really only two. And then the other one I traveled with, but we traveled long enough and we shared joints. So I was like, by yeah. the end, of, <laughs> she got a test as soon as I, we got her there, and then she was negative. So I was like, yeah, it's pretty much negative. So, 
man. I, you know, it's funny because uh, the, the the whole like the course of that last like that some you know spring to summer was nuts because you had some comedy clubs open. You know, you had yeah. in San Diego, right? American Comedy Company was open, and um, I remember I yeah, saw Nathan, the Nathan down there at American. It's awesome. Yeah, I saw he did something kind of clever because at the time protesting was legal, right? Um, but but then he did. Uh, he said that comedy. It was like comedy is protesting. Yeah. They use it, which was which was pretty clever. Yeah, yeah. But they still got shut down anyways, right? During that time. Yeah, I mean they they ran it as hard as they could. I think yeah. That really, that was really the magic of it. They were like, how hard can we push this to stay open, and yeah. how hard can we push the First Amendment? And I think that they they proved a really solid point down there. And they're back, aren't they? Back open again though? Doing. I'm pretty sure they. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure San Diego's back. That doing... last that last kind of lift or whatever. I yeah. think because i've already gotten emails to like do gigs down there too oh, oh yeah great and, yeah and i've been you know and i, I know i have because i've been seeing the lineups for their open mic on the instagrams or, yeah. the MSs or whatever so i know they're getting they're definitely doing some work yeah so what was what was the most like uh kind of interesting place to that you did stand up or like saw stand up during this like what was the most random spot was anything kind of peculiar like uh you know uh, <laughs> like a uh, like a Denny's, like a, a rub and tug massage parlor or something. Is there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to a comedy at the Glory Hole. I don't know. Was there something like that that was just weird? Like a someone? Was there a lot of house cool stuff? Kind of like the rooftop was cool. There's just cool ones. I mean, it's yeah. all California mess, so everybody's like just cool hand Luke. It was like a rooftop down in Koreatown for um, Jordan's mess. Uh, beach, uh, beach. The Mary uh, Romeo, and then she's also doing the mint over there as well. Or she was kind of working with the mint with uh, Escobar and everybody. And um, like, what were some odd ones? Oh, uh, Clown House. Clown House was very weird. Clown House is weird. If you guys want to go check out a place, go check out Clown House. Clown House is is so man, just a uh, really unusual, creepy vibe. It's fantastic. Where is that? I have a lot of questions about Clown House. Let's talk talk, uh, 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 Poltergeist. You're a fan of Poltergeist. Yes. I'm assuming you guys have seen it. Yeah. Uh, The original, uh, the clown scene. It's like that, and then it's got more. Oh, wow. It's it's got like a ceramic Ronald McDonald in there on a bench. You got Jack from Jack in the Box? Jack from Jack in the Box is in there. And then like, like, there's some iconic clown. Some scary stuff, too. It's Some creepy, creepy clowns. Yeah. Where are you guys at? Not to be too... Uh, We're in uh, San Bernardino County. Yeah. San Bernardino. Yeah. It's right downtown. This is in Fashion District. Like, just kind of like... Like the, yeah, the, I, the, I've, the teens I've in, heard of in, it. Uh, Los Angeles and and whatnot down there, Mateo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh, Clown House. Uh, I, I bet they have a great Halloween show there. Really? Uh, Probably. <laughs> yeah. No, but, it might be out. Of, it might be out of business. Oh, oh shit. Man. Why you say that? I well, I heard it went out of business. Why you tell them that? I don't know. How they're you to tell me that? I don't know. Well, it's I a, don't know anything. It's a rumor. It's, it's a rumor. it's a rumor right now that they went out of business since lockdown. Oh but, wow. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I've got some some video from there uh, in the documentary. If you guys are really interested in the clown house. Oh yeah. Pre closure. I think you'll be into this. Oh, but, it's great. 
That's yeah. what I hit. Okay. You just need yeah. like a music box, a little music box theme over the video. With like, oh, yeah. with like two or three missing times. Yes. On, you know, on the music little, box. Little, yeah. Like yeah. it stutter and repeat a little bit. Man, that yeah, that's I, that's always like interesting to me. Just like that, that uh, just the moment of like, I don't know, where are we? And I think like things kind of had to kind of go back to that to make it, it work to do stand up at all. Like you have to. I mean, I only got up, I think once, and that's not because I, I you know, I I work in the public. You know, I, I didn't. Uh, I was always careful, but I just never took it upon myself to do to get up. I did. I did one show. Uh, outside and it felt amazing and everyone was safe we were in a park you know it was it was cool but it, it was a trip though because it had been like six months it's like it probably you know yeah six months ago it was probably right in the middle of this last year but uh i remember i had a blast and um i wanted to do it more but i've just been so busy with the, the podcast and kind of fell out of it but i do wonder how like I mean, you've probably seen some more established comics come back during this and be, you know, kind of out of <laughs> out of it, right? I mean, it's got to take time. I met one established comic, one, yeah, during the the, the beginning of the lockdown, and that was Jeff Dye. Oh, okay. He came out to El Cid. So, oh, El Cid. as far as I'm uh, concerned, he's the only big name who's about it. Okay. You know, didn't hear about or see any other big names during the lockdown. Just Jeff Dye. So Jeff yeah. Dye was down and he performed at a show that had open micers booked on it. So he was just trying to get out and do comedy. He really wanted to get out and do comedy. And El Cid is legendary. Carlin performed there. So this yeah. place goes way back. It's a staple of Los Angeles. It's right down the street in Silver Lake. Yeah, it's a great spot. So, it was pretty cool. Going to that venue was a lot of fun, and it got shut down the week after we were there, but it ran for two weeks, and it was just a really... Oh, man, the feeling was just so punk rock there because we weren't we weren't supposed to be there. It was yeah. so fun, and it yeah. was like... The community was very strong in the beginning because we knew that we were we were all doing this together, and we were depending on each other to make it through. There was a strong sense of community. It's great. Yeah, that's, and, I mean, and, and seeing a big name like that, who was just because uh, he's doing TV spots, he has he has other stuff he can be doing. He doesn't need to come to these independent shows. But to see see a big name like that, it's it's really uplifting. Like it kind of brings everyone's spirits up. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, especially if that's like your life, like someone like you know. Jeff Dye that was making a living doing this. He's been on Conan O'Brien. Like, that, it's got to be really bizarre, especially at that level, to just stop immediately. You know, it's like that. I yeah, I don't. Start at ground zero all over again. Like, okay, yeah. where can I perform? Everything shut down. Go back to your roots. Start hitting the underground. Because when you're new, the only place you have to perform is the underground. Yeah. That's yeah. all you have to do when you're new. So you have to go back to when you were new and find out how to perform all over. Yeah, yeah I'm all. That. That's pretty wild, man. There were some other halfway decent names on, in the doc, but basically. A lot from the Bay Area. But basically, yes. we only interviewed one in one comic that really mattered, and that was Jeff Dye. Oh, wow. Oh, wait, yeah. oh so you guys had to. Oh, wait, cool. It didn't matter at all. 
<laughs> we're going to make the entire documentary about Jeff Die. It's a simple <laughs> Jeff Die documentary. It, it, we're going to change the name to Do or Die. James oh, I love that. Change his last name to Die now. So he's going to be James <laughs> Die. James Die. Yes. That's great, dude. I, 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 I saw a couple people. Yeah. <laughs> the best. I don't know if you guys know any other comics ever, if you've ever heard of another comic, but basically, he's it. Well, dude. Uh, there seems to be a tiny fly that's flown into my wine. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. So Is I that... guess you could say it's all natural. <laughs> Is that Jeff yeah. Dye? Is that reincarnated Jeff Dye maybe in there? Maybe oh, No, that's all James Dean. Right. <laughs> <All things, laughs> maybe a little Lucifer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had heard, uh, I know there's a couple people I know that I've had. Uh, is is uh, Dylan Sullivan in the... In the Never yeah. heard of him. No, no, no. Only Jeff Dye. Okay. This yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I we know. did get Jeff. We did get uh, Dylan let's Sullivan. Let's rattle yes. off some names of some people we actually got. Yeah, like, we got Dylan like, Sullivan. You know, we got some good names. We got we some got, good people through We here. got uh, Maddie Chambora. We got uh, uh, Kasim. Eric Escobar. Kasim Bentley. Eric Escobar. Ben Hurwitz. Uh, yeah, Ben Hurwitz. We got uh, Amir the Miracle. We got uh, Chris Rubio. Uh, we got uh, Joseph P. Larkin. We got uh, Ron Bush. Um... William Montgomery. Yeah, William Montgomery. Yeah, we got William Montgomery. That was a good interview. That Trent was really Davis, abstract. Nikki yes. Paul, yes. Simmons, Kate Kennedy. Uh, we um, got Jamar neighbors. Oh, dude, that's oh, awesome. Jamar's we got some heavy hitters. We got some great people through here. We got Wendy Wilkins, who's um, um, yep. oh, a girl from Driving. Wendy Wilkins? No, the other one from Driving. Driving Miss Daisy. We got Kim McVicker. Oh, oh nice, dude. Um, Cat Alvarado, Nathan Lowe. We got a bunch of SF yeah. Bay comedians. Um, we also got Brent Pella, um, Josh Potter. You guys know Josh Potter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Josh Potter. Jamar Neighbors. Yep, yep. With the same night, we got Brent Pella, we got Jamar Neighbors. Uh, that's yeah, we, rad, got some, we got some well, pretty big names. Stephen yeah. Briggs is pretty good. Yeah, Stephen Briggs. Uh, we, we got, got Love Briggs. Uh, Love Stephen. Yes, um, Matt Reif. Um, we got a, we got a lot of we got a lot yeah. of good comments in this documentary. There's a lot to look through. But did we we also and we got Jeff Dye and Jeff yeah. Dye. <laughs> you can't forget. If you, guys are, if you guys ever heard of this comedian, Jeff Dye is pretty big. I have. We got a, a lot of comedians too. Who are very big in the underground. Yeah. Whose names you might not recognize. Like one is Fonto. Fonto is a big name in the underground. It's very funny. And very edgy. So we oh, have yeah. we have a lot of names like uh, that too. Like a lot of the dominant comedians in the underground who are less known, but are definitely going to be a known name in the in the near future. Kenny Lyon. Yeah, Kenny Lyon. We got an interview with Kenny Lyon. Oh, that was a great interview. He's he's beloved amongst the underground he's, community. Yeah, he's got a, yeah. he's he's made a comeback and we got Mia Mars. Mia Mars. Oh nice. Yeah. Rand. Yeah, so I, I like I, I I do um like the fact that, that you are having you know underground comic because that's who's really out there doing it and you know that's it's kind of like you know i look at the old punk rock documentaries like uh 
a decline of Western civilization where they had the germs and all these bands that, like, you know, if you told the layman who the germs were then, they wouldn't fucking know, you know? So you kind of have to, it's like, it's documenting that time and people will so find out. Kind of, this is kind of like a blend between part one and part two. Because in part two of Decline of Western Civilization, they covered the mainstream. Yeah, that's so true. We, yeah. we kind of combined. We kind of combined a little mainstream with. You with crossed the, you crossed the bridge with Jeff Die. Dude, it's it's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Are you kidding me? That's like the bridge over the river, over the river Die. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean. Yes. Yeah. The die- Die Kennedys. <laughs> yeah, the bridges of Die uh, County. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, it's funny. I heard you guys on, on uh, No One Right Way, which is our, uh, on our network, our, our the Fuck Yeah Nation uh, network. Oh, right our buddies, Rich and, and Dub B. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, when I heard you mention Desert Days, the music, the festival, and the desert. I did. So do, I actually went to high school with Phil Peroni, who, like, puts it on. Um, who's in that band uh, Juju Jew or whatever? <laughs> which is not a, it's not, it's not a racial slur or a. No, 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 no whatever. They all were racist back then. Who cares? It's yeah, fine. yeah. Which is funny that me saying Jew could just be a racial slur, even though I'm just even though you're just saying Jew. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I spelled J U. It's spelled J U. No, no, no. So, so keep going. Tell me. So you, you, yeah. you helped well, produce I, that I, film, or what was the? No, no, no. I will. So I just go way back with uh, with Phil, who puts it on, and um, you know he's a guy that always did stuff like on his own. He always did like the DIY thing just kind of comes into play again because Desert Days was a small festival. You know, it was it was called something else. He did it in uh, in Pomona and all these different places, and it's cool to see that kind of take off. But there really is something to doing just doing it on your own, not waiting for the comedy store, not waiting for the big, you have to do things. I, I think like, especially with the internet world, you know, like what people, I, I know a lot of comics and people that just kind of wait, you know, it's like, no one's going to find you if you don't yeah. go. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot your of own thing. There's a lot of, that, I like, think those are the ones, and those are the, those are the dudes that are like complaining and talking shit and tattling. Cause they're the ones that like are waiting for fucking lightning to strike. And rather than actually going out and doing something, you know, Yes, yeah, that's I mean, what's very pure about yeah, comedy. The mess of it, but that's you know. that's that's why yeah. comedy is the last pure art form. You yeah. really have to do everything on your own, and the way it was back in the day is you got discovered and then pushed. But now it's different. Now yeah. you not only do you have to do stand up, but you have to make short videos online. You have to make updates. Maybe I won't do Twitter, but a lot of comedians do Twitter. So you have to have several different platforms where you can display your comedy and pretty much build your own business from scratch. And then after you've already built your business and gained a following, then you get discovered. After you've already built everything on your own. Yeah. So it's a lot different now. Yeah, it's very ass backwards. No yeah. way, man. That's that's how it has it to is be. Ba- it's flipped. No, that's how it has to be. It's well, like vaudeville. You should be a triple threat is, coming into it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you don't is, have your shit together. You don't have three things going. You gotta have the internet. I, you don't song. Well, you, don't, you can't sing. You can't dance. What can you do? I well, yeah. I, I do agree with having talent, but having your business built. I don't know. And this is what I, I was doing. The half marketing. Now it's just marketing, and it's this, and it's the that. Opposite. It's, still, it's you're still juggling three three things. Doing. You know, yeah. I think, uh, 
Blackface well, the thing, yeah, yeah. You the thing you no. I, I agree with what you said. Is it's flip flopped? It's backward. Yeah. Well, it's, Back the, it's the same in the music industries too. It's just, it's all the exact same way. You know, I, I played in a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it used to be you had to have a, you had to have a follow. You had to have a jug band following. Yeah, it's like and now there's a revival, and nobody liked your Jesus when you came to town. You weren't making a nickel. Right. Well, here's here's the thing. I was telling my friend. It used to be that you needed to go on tour to get your TV spot. But now you need a TV spot to go on tour. Go on tour, yeah. That's how it is. It's flip-flopped. Yeah. TV spots are just another set now. It yeah. used to be you got on TV. If you got on Carson, if you got on Late Night, your career was set. Not anymore. That's just another show you were booked for now. Yeah. But that's... but that. By taking the caliber away from that, I think it makes it easier to actually go on tour. Though I think, I think you can do just as long as you're not picky. You can go on tour and do, you can do anywhere. You know, just like you guys like are. Yeah. yeah. You know? like, doesn't um, have to be Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah no, you can go. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah you just, and wherever. Yeah. Exactly. I did, I did a whole tour. I did a whole tour from San Diego to Sacramento, back and forth on the coast, like last year, uh, two years ago, I guess now. But well, last year, I guess. But uh. Um, and that, and all I did was just do breweries, wineries, and dive bars. And it was like, uh, you know, I made oh, wow. enough to sustain myself, you know, dive throughout bars the trip. Are so awesome. Just, oh, yeah. 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 It was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. It was so much yeah. fun. Covered the spread. Yeah. Enjoyed yourself. That's great, man. Yeah. I think that's really, yeah. I love dive bars. Yeah, There's a dive bar here in LA, the Cinema Park. And it's just yeah, so I mean, why well, I, I lived in I, I lived in East LA. I lived in East LA for like four years. Uh, I just moved out here recently. I'm in San Bernardino now. There's a, and, a, and out here, COVID is just non-existent. No one gives a fuck over here. So there's a little dive right around the corner that I'm like thinking of starting a little <laughs> starting a little room in. <laughs> I will come out if you start it. I will come out. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I go every day. That's the only thing is is I'm a regular there now, so I don't really want to host it though. <laughs> Well, I'll I host it. Work, man. I'll host it. You would need a host. I'll host it. <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Dude, right. I uh, so I'm really, I'm really stoked to to see this and really interested in in the documentary though, because it's just such a uh, fascinating, like, just so I love the kind of just sneaky prohibition kind of style. You know, is there any um, uh, like. I don't know. Is there any stories uh, that you could share that was like a show getting shut down, like while you were filming? Was it, did that ever happen? Yeah, at Employees Only on Santa Monica. Yeah, got shut down while we. Well, it was the end of the night, and we were pretty much finished. Yeah. But uh, the show got shut down while the headliner was on stage. Well, they wow. got like a, they got like a warning violation for uh, for being open. Yes. And being non-compliant. The health inspector showed up on the spot, but since the headliner was up and finishing his set, it really it, it was ending anyways, but they were shutting it down. Everybody had a mask on, essentially, except for the headliner. So it was like all staff, all the, you know, everybody, everybody sitting at their table six feet from everybody else. So it was super compliant. They had all the protocol in place for it to, to work, you know, prop, like they would now, the exact same run. The only violation was live comedy was happening. Yeah, which is lumped together uh, within, uh, within the West Hollywood, um, uh, it's like uh, performance arts. Uh, it's with DJing, dancing, and yeah. comedy. Yeah. And it was uh, it was basically you know 
it's a really wild piece. It's like, I don't want to give it away, but it basically, you know, in the documentary, we have a really cool piece where the owner comes out and he's been, he's gotten the warning and they're kind of just talking about the inner workings and the dynamics of the city and the way that, uh, the way that it really works uh, politically and, um, what their next steps were in order to, to ensure that they could do another show and kind of just uh, making sure that they were still, you know, within the proper guidelines of city, you know, city health inspectors. And uh, once they got that all lined up, it was, it's, it's fun. It's a really fun, it's kind of just a, it's a really neat kind of um, reveal, I'd say is the best way to put it, you know, as yeah. far as their plan. Well, you know, it's just it's kind of silly it's kind of silly because even before you know all this COVID stuff there was there was a guy going around shutting down comedy shows for that's right hearing aid compliance yeah um yeah he came to the west side comedy theater yeah he came he he shut down two of my shows uh yeah because and so and 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 what he was just this fucking dirtball lawyer that would go around and check if you were doing any sort of um, live entertainment. You're you in the state of California. You have to have these hearing devices for the hard at hearing, and it, and and if you don't, then you're not and allowed. No, and nobody has that shit. Nobody, nobody. But but it's a fucking. It's you're breaking the law if you're. So he would roll into my fucking comedy shows and then and then write a citation or some shit to the to the uh, to the owners, and then they'd have to go to court for it. Wow, that, that happened to uh, a lot of people. I, I I know, and it's crazy. Um, I wonder if he ever went to like a strip club and shut that down. I he, mean, he just waited the whole night though. <laughs> he got, got a lap dance. He's like all waiting. The strippers, the strippers, no sign language, yeah. I guess. You know, when she was grinding on me, I couldn't hear her whimpering because of the affection she never got from her father. Yeah, I don't know. I. Dark. I'm excited. Uh, is so where where you got where do you guys want to take the movie? What's like the end goal you'd like to see? You know, just where, where would you like to see the movie at? We want to see people watch it. We want to see a bunch yeah. of normies watch it and be like, "Wow, this is this is a cool slice of life of comedians that are getting into some wild stuff." And you know, I, I didn't realize that this was what it is to be a comedian, and then this is what it is to, to be a comedian under the exact same stress that everybody in the world is kind of facing. I think that's, yeah. so it's the same, you know, it's, it's basically the exact same thing that everybody else is going through right now, but it's just, it's from a slice of life of comedians and kind of what they're doing to still, to still. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a brilliant idea to, you know, yeah. really give, give people this, not only just, uh, just during COVID, but like just an idea of what we have to go through as like, you know, as an underground scene to, and, and, and had to continue to keep the scene alive, you know? So uh, I think it's a wonderful idea. Yeah, yeah dude. Well, I, I wanted to, before, you know, this is, before we let you go, I'd like to uh, throw in uh, some, some I'm going to shoehorn some theme park trivia for y'all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we going to do this right now. Um, I, I'm excited. And I'm going to take a shot of whiskey. And he's going to uh, drink some Irish beverage. Um, I, I love whiskey. Oh my god! I like Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. That was the end of it. Fuck. That's why I just was like, "Fuck it, I'll just kill it." Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. No, it's okay. So right now we're gonna do a segment I like to call Theme Park Trivia. Thought of that myself. Uh, okay. So this, you know, since you guys are, we're talking about a film here that you did. Uh, I thought I'd do something kind of related to to movies and 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 theme parks. So this first question is, which one of these movies originally based on a theme park ride? A. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, B. Pirates of the Caribbean, or C. Funhouse. 
Uh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. B. We're B in it. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. All right. Well, that was an easy one, guys. Yeah. So, right, that, was, come on, I, yeah. that was like Bush League. That we was got, We got this yeah. unlocked. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So, question number two. The hit comedy Beverly Hills Cop 2 featured a fictional theme park wonderland. What actual theme park did they not film in? A. Universal Studios. B. Paramount's Great America. Or C. Knott's Berry Farm. Which one of those did they not film Beverly Hills Cop 2 in? Yeah, I think so as well. Knott's Berry Farm didn't have very many roller coasters back then. Yeah. Well, son of a gun, you guys are correct. Uh, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that one at all. Well, yeah, you guys know, I mean, I love the oil rigs too. We're talking. We talk oil Wait. rigs over there off of um, uh, what's what's the uh, the little street on the way if you're going like toward the back side of uh, to get to LAX. Oh, I yeah. have a little trivia for you, Robert. What's that? Do you know who owns Knott's Berry Farm? Um, God, let me think. Let me the think. The owners of the greatest amusement park in the world. Cedar, Cedar Point. Point. Cedar Point. And, yeah. Cedar Fair, right? Or see, what do they call it? Cedar Parks. I don't know. Cedar what the, Point. Yeah. Cedar Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. They bought yeah. that. So, you've seen them develop a lot of roller coasters in the past, like 10, 15 years. It's because Cedar Point bought them. Yeah, they saved Knott's Berry Farm. It's um. But I guess, yeah, the final chase scene through the land of the dinosaurs. This is the uh, info following uh, our last question. Uh, the, yeah, so this, the final chase scene, land of dinosaurs, featuring 11 anima animatronic dinosaurs, was filmed at Universal Studios, stage 37. Exterior scenes set in the theme park were filmed at Paramount's Great America in Santa Clara, California, after Knott's Berry Farm declined permission. So Knott's Berry Farm didn't want Beverly Hills Cop 2 to film there. Um... That was before Cedar Point, so, you know, uh, they dropped the ball there. But, yeah, I guess the the three-armed Ferris wheel uh, rescue scene was at uh, Great America and the Sky Whirl. And a shootout sequence was filmed inside the Earthquake ride at Universal Studios. And the Sherman Brothers, who did, like, Winnie the Pooh, all those, like, great Disney classic songs, they actually wrote the, uh, the Wonder World theme song for that movie. So, fun stuff, man. Beverly Hills Cop 2. I'm gonna watch it right now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> three, uh, three. Remember the cop three? Oh yeah, part three too. Wait, is was there a three? There's a three, right? That was three. Yeah, yeah three. Yeah. Had the, remember, it had the chick, and she learned karate, and she had to go get the uh, the bonsai off the side of the mountain. That's right. Yeah. Fuck. Well, my my bad. Well, Beverly uh, Hills, Beverly Hills Ninja is on. Beverly Hills Ninja. You remember he had to take his ass down the side of the mountain and get captured that little bonsai and then bring it back yeah. up. And that was right before him and Danielson made out. I love that movie. Um, um, so, yeah, movie. how much time do we have? Are we almost out of time? Is this it? it it's, it's getting there. There's one more uh, question that I think is a fun one for you guys. Um, what would you rather do? Ride a ride that drops you in the center of the Earth core, having your body disintegrate slowly and extremely painfully, or ride Flappers the Ride, based on Burbank's favorite comedy club. <laughs> we have to bring 10 people and a two-drink minimum required on a Tuesday at 5 p.m. Lord, baby oh, Jesus, well, I... Like Give, be, me, give me the core. And being that I'm the demon of comedy who <laughs> loves torture, I'm going to have to pick flappers. Okay, That's it. Yes, yeah. Only the ultimate torture for James Dean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, I've done I've done that show a few times. 
Whoa, that's uh, torturous. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Uncle, Uncle Clyde. But it's it's been a pleasure having you guys. Is there anything uh, you know you'd like to to leave the show on? Any other uh, info on the movie you'd like to share? Is it? It's going to be coming out shortly. We're going to send it off the festival. It's exciting. Um, yeah. So you guys yeah. got to wait. You guys almost got to wait a year, pretty much, right, for it to kind of run through festival circuits. Isn't that how it goes before you can try and put it up on uh, yeah. on a streaming service? Like, uh, VOD or any of that stuff. Yeah. 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 Get somebody to pick it up. Basically, right. it runs for a year. If somebody wants to yeah. buy it off our hands and they want to finish festival run for us. I'm down with that. But ultimately, if it just falls on us, then we'll run it for a year and then. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right on, man. And, and where can people... we're gonna just throw it out. So. Heck yeah, yeah. dude. How, where can people uh, follow you guys and follow the project? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at James Demon three three three. Fuck yeah. 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 Um, I'm on. Yeah, same ATBMM. We should have punched it into this little bottom piece here. Uh, yeah. Realize that was something that you guys are on point. <laughs> <laughs> we just put our actual names in here. James put his real name in there, so uh, we're you know we're here. Yeah, uh, we'll uh, we'll add that in or something, and we'll also CG uh, Eddie Murphy into the show. Too, Absolutely, well, so definitely. But, oh, uh, the theme we'll music. Fix it in post. Yeah, <laughs> drop a little theme music in there from it from the uh, from not not it's a small world, but what is it? Yeah, uh, Beverly Hills Cop Two. The, the, no, I mean, Wonder, is it Wonder World or something? A Wonder World. Yeah, Wonder right. World track. Yeah. Dude, see, I like this guy's holding down the back end. That's why I, now I see why you exist. Yes, Ryan <laughs> is on point, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, big fan. Heck yeah, Ryan D, dude, to the rest. Thank of you guys so much. This is really yeah, thank you guys. absolutely. Heck yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. All right. All right, All right folks. We'll see you guys. Thank Later. you. Heck yeah. Now, how do we go by? Now let's just should we just do this for like yeah, seven minutes? Yeah. It, says, it says leave studio. Leave studio. I'm really, tr- oh, I see it. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Bye guys. So sticky and so 
Just you can't so sweet, you will never be. Just you can't so sweet, you 